With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon and welcome to today's broadcast of the Black Talk Radio Live Drive at 5. My name, of course, is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind these enemy lines known as the United States of America, where they proclaim liberty and justice for all, but all you have to do is look at the daily news headlines and you will discover that that is not true. Um, we do have a guest scheduled for today. Uh, we going to, we are going to, uh, welcome back a prior guest. It's been some months, possibly a year since, uh, Mr. Cleo Monago has been on the program. Uh, Mr. Monago is the CEO of Black Men's Exchange of BMX DC and BMX National Headquarters, uh, in Washington DC. You can also find Black Men's Exchange on Facebook and we have linked that up for you uh in today's program description and so we're going to be talking to Mr. Monago about his concept of BTMI now BTMI stands for black trauma based mental illness now he had made a post on Facebook that I saw uh related to a video that Boyce Watkins had put out, Dr. Boyce Watkins of Your Black World, and he put out a video uh talking about Empire. That's this new uh hip-hop show or rap show that is on the Fox News. Well, not Fox News, I'm sorry. Uh, the Fox Television Network, uh, which is on, you know, regular broadcast uh, television, and it is owned by the same people who own Fox News, so that's why I kind of got the two confused. But, uh, yeah, um, it's owned by Rupert Mur- Murdoch, one of the most well-known racial propaganda masters on the planet. Uh, if you don't know who Rupert Murdoch is, um, then, you know, you need to find out because he is responsible for a lot of so-called news broadcasts, news stations uh, that broadcast a- across the world. He's most known for Fox News Channel, uh, but he also owns media properties that are in uh, based in the UK, in Europe. Um, he's a native Australian, uh, so I think he also owns media properties down there. Um, he also not only owns just television stations, but he also owns publications like newspapers, a uh, couple in the UK, a couple in uh, here in the United States. So this man is a propaganda 
master and almost every last single one of his media properties is producing a uh, racist propaganda uh, portraying non-white people in a negative light. So uh, he's a big player. He's one of the most powerful white supremacists on the planet. And I take particular interest uh, in the work that he does and keeping an eye on what they're putting out because of my work in media through the black talk media project. I mean, we had to, we have to combat this propaganda. So Mr. Monago had made a, po- a post that was connecting the show's producer, um, a proxy root racist tool of the system. Mr. Lee Daniels, uh, he's known for like, you know, the movie precious, um, as well. I think the Butler as well. Um, possibly even 12 years a slave i'm not sure about that one but um he has been given you know a lot of access to theaters across the united states i suspect across the world to put out um his type of of media and a lot of black people that are conscious that that i you know know they don't like what he puts out uh they think that it is uh damaging uh, to black people. And so we're going to talk to Mr. Monago today about black trauma based mental illness because he talks about in his post how that is transmitted through media. So definitely, um, I'm interested in, in what he has to say about that. Now, some of the things that's in the news, um, I linked to this, uh, CNN report. This story has gone viral, unfortunately. Um, uh, but there is a barbershop in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, that's given what's called so-called old man haircuts. Um, also the barber is calling this a black barber, calling it a Benjamin Button. Um, after, you know, the character in the movie, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but it, it starred, um, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name. His name isn't important, but there is a movie about, you know, this guy who ages quickly and his name is Benjamin Button and he, you know, eventually gets a bald old man here, uh, here. And so, yeah, they call it the Benjamin Button special. And this has gone viral. And so a couple of people, you know, including myself, you know, take issue, you know, with this method of public shaming uh, of our children. And, you know, I'm kind of back and forth on it. At least, you know, he isn't suggesting that you take your child behind the woodshed and, and beat them until, you know, they got bruises head to toe. I do not approve of the physical abuse of our children. I don't care how many people say, you know, well, that's just how things used to be and, and all of that. I would like to think that, you know, we progress in how we raise children and, and dealing with them. And so this is this guy's method of dealing uh, with misbehaving children. And I feel like it doesn't get to the root of the problem. So I'll, I'll have some commentary, share some of the things that people posted on um, the picture uh, that I shared on Facebook. Um, also, the Baltimore Sun uh, getting, you know, I always focus on police terrorism because it is one of the number one issues um, affecting non-white people today in the United States. Now, you know, the primary problem affecting us is 21st century slavery and human trafficking. And, and, but of course, police terrorism 
is tied to that. And so anyway, the Baltimore Sun is reporting that Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rollins Blake, um, she is proposing a new legislation to the General Assembly, I guess, you know, the Maryland General Assembly. I don't know if she's talking about the city, making it a city law or whatever, but to create a new felony charge for officers who have been accused of assaulting people. Um, Baltimore has a long history of police violence. Well, like most police departments, again, police departments came out of the slave patrols. They were known as the paddy rollers uh, as well. And so they have a long history, um, especially when it comes to the abuse, the brutalization, um, terrorizing non-white people. And so she is proposing that there be a new felony charge because a lot of times when a cop is charged with abusing someone, at least in Baltimore, it's only a misdemeanor. Okay. But let you retaliate against that cop that's beating on you and you definitely will be charged with a felony. I can guarantee you that. And, um, yeah, the largest police union in the United States is even pushing Congress to make, you know, it a hate crime. You know, if you attack an officer or, or something like it, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, it, uh, protecting yourself from this terrorist. Um, no. You're going to be charged with a hate crime. At least that's what the um, nation's largest police union uh, wants to do. Um, we should be joined by Mr. Monago here in just about one minute. Uh, as we wait on him, I do want to inform you. I made a video this morning about net neutrality and the FCC is soon to issue its ruling on how it's going to regulate the Internet and so what this has to do with is corporations in, in recent past, in the recent past, have talked about creating two different internets, like the fast lane and the slow lane, you know, and that kind of ties into the internet being known as the information highway. And so if you, um, as a platform owner, um, somebody who produces independent media, um, if you don't pay the fees that they're going to propose, which I suspect are going to be very expensive. If you don't pay, if you can't afford to pay that, then guess what? Then people will not be able to access your website. I mean, it, it may take them 10, 15 minutes to pull up your website. And most people are simply not going to, you know, be that patient with a website. And so this is a way to suppress independent information because you know platforms like the major uh corporations that produce so-called news like NBC, ABC, CBS, all of them Fox News, oh, their websites, they will be able to pay to uh be in the fast lane. Um I, I suspect, you know, uh large retailers and things like Target, Walmart, you know, they're on the Internet. You'll be able to access their websites with no problem. But if you're a small business owner um, and you have an Internet presence and your presence and you're selling like your products through the Internet, well, if you don't have the money to pay for your website to be in the fast lane, well, guess what? Um, people won't be able to purchase your products. And so, um, that is very important. Um, the color of change posted a campaign where they were asking people to call, 
uh, three different members of the black political caucus who have sided with the corporations and, and lobbying on behalf of the corporations against net neutrality and keeping the, op- the internet open and free, you know, so that they can't discriminate, um, against people because, you know, they can't afford to economic discrimination. They can't afford to pay, you know, this money. All right. So, uh, yeah. I hope you saw that video. If you saw that video, I hope you clicked on the link and you took the time to call those three representatives and leave a message asking them to stand on the side of net neutrality, which President Obama is on the right side of this issue. All right, we're going to take a a break. Um, reach out and see if we can get in touch with Mr. Monago. He hasn't called in yet. Um, he may have forgotten. I hope he got the reminders, uh, cause we're looking forward to speaking to him. So we're going to take this break and then we'll be right back. They claim we're brothers from the bottom of hell. Cause the black is back in his bound to sell. Picture us cooling out on the 4th of July And if you heard we were celebrating, that's a worldwide lie Yo Chuck, the fat daddy rules, man, trying to find 226 on your G And welcome back to Black Talk Radio, the live drive at 5 My name is Scotty Reed um, My assistant is working on trying to get in contact uh, with Mr. Monago He possibly could have got the wrong time And I uh, thought the show was earlier um, or, you know, something could be preventing him from calling in. So we hope everything is okay with him. So I'm going to just continue on with the program. I do have, uh, the commentary that the po- from the post that he made. And I kind of, you know, was talking about this earlier today is because I find myself constantly having to, uh, fight off anti-black um, thoughts in my mind, uh, because I see things that just, just really discouraging, um, that I see, you know, people not taking things serious that they should be taking very serious, or they try to minimize the impact of a partic- particular action that a person is taking without being fully informed on what that person is, um, trying to do and what their goals are. Um, so, um, I, I, I get these anti, we're, what I'm trying to say is, let me spit it out, is we're constantly bombarded with anti-black images. And so it's a constant struggle, uh, for some of us to, to, you know, prevent ourselves, uh, from expressing the same anti-blackness that we're being targeted with because that's how propaganda works. That's how these, what, what, uh, one of my sisters said was called, um, uh, a mind virus. They want to infect you with these anti-black viruses that gets in your system. And then next thing you know, you know, you're walking around as a black person being all anti-black. And the primary way that they transmit this, these mental viruses to us is, is through media and particularly, you know, uh, movies that target black people now fox why would fox fox ain't i have never seen them really put on a program um that was focusing or targeting black people at all all right so um my assistant's telling me she's not getting any answer from um 
Mr. Monago. So we hope he's okay. All right. But I've never seen Fox produce a positive black program. I've never seen them even show reruns of the Cosby show. They don't show reruns, really. Uh, they just show a lot of new programming. But they never, you know, show any kind of program that was uh, positive about a black family, um, you know, or about blackness period that was positive about the only positive thing i've ever seen on fox news is a reality show and that's uh what what's the name of that american idol you know because i do like music um i do appreciate people who have that talent to express themselves through singing and whatnot so i i rather enjoy that program i don't watch it all the time but if my daughters are watching it and i'm not busy i will sit down and watch the program with them that's about the most positive thing i have ever seen on fox so anyway now they have out this this uh new tv series called uh empire and the premise of this tv series is about you know this media this this rap mogul you know like a russell simmons or or p diddy somebody who owns a record label um i don't know what they really get into showing that black people really don't run these labels they may own like their independent label but they depend on the big white corporations for distribution they depend on the big uh radio corporations like uh clear channel in order to get airplay for their music so you know i don't know if this touches upon that or not but i got a, a opportunity to watch just a little bit of it last night it was on last night and i was coming through the through the uh tv room and my daughter's watching this right she's watching this and i'm like what are you watching is that empire and she was like yeah and, and she knew what i was about to say so i stood there and she was like you know paused it so she didn't want me saying nothing and this and i was like go ahead go ahead play it you know and so i watched it watched a little bit and the scene that i saw was of a robbery of a black on black crime of this uh uh young black kid coming in there to the studio to rob the people in the studio of their gold chains and things of that nature and uh they he even shot one of the dudes didn't kill him shot him in the arm or whatnot and then another guy i guess uh that worked in the studio came up behind him with a shotgun and and made them drop their weapons and then escorted them out the building and you know that was that was enough uh right before that it showed this guy who was i guess one of their rap stars and he is shooting a video when of course he's on the beat on on the bed with half naked black women and whatnot and and you know engaging in that kind of coonery that we see coming from the industry so i had seen enough i had seen enough and i you know had a conversation with my daughter about it she's only what about what 23 24 years old and you know they hear me they know um the things i talk about in terms of racism and white supremacy so they're not totally uh ignorant um about it so i I just you know let her know and told her look this ain't doing nothing but promoting uh anti-blackness why are you watching this this is garbage this is mental garbage and you shouldn't be filling your mind with this mental garbage now she's grown she can watch what she want to watch you know she she helps pay bills okay so i'm not gonna tell her she can't watch it but i'm gonna give her my opinion of it so i got to thinking about that and i was thinking you know um 
if I see a child watching something like that, do we just tell them turn it off and then don't explain to them why? I think we should sit down and watch it with them. Sit down and watch it with them and then during the commercial breaks, talk about what we just saw, what that scene just saw and, and in a codified manner explaining to them, you know, all the white supremacist propaganda that was being conveyed to them um in that particular scene or whatnot. I think that would be more constructive than just telling them to turn it off. Okay, sit down and, and, and watch it with them. If you see them watching something that you know is garbage, then sit down with them and in between the commercials have a conversation about what you just saw. Well what do you think about, you know, this particular scene? What do you think about, you know, this this uh robbing people and, and what do you think that's promoting, you know, again, so yeah, but this is what, um, Mr. Monago had to say about BTMI. Uh, it is black trauma based mental illness. That's what that stands for. And he said that there is a black unwillingness to recognize the BTMI disorder, which wreaks havoc in black communities and has been a barrier to black people collectively overcoming many obstacles the media racistly and conveniently prefers to showcase and reward btmi sufferers like lee daniels don lemon and a slew of other black people who unconditionally praise whiteness then many black people unaware of btmi follow suit and applaud the appearance of success these people have when in reality what they are witnessing is what they are witnessing is a high profile glamorous looking racist white supremacy perpetuating anti-black mental ambush by all accounts i have heard lee daniels empire sounds like a btmi media contagion uh personally i have never seen empire i do not need to also by lee daniels i saw precious and a portion of monsters ball see i didn't even know he produced monsters ball because i never watched it um because i ain't want to see Halle berry getting down with this this dirty looking dude oh i forgot that guy's name um those made it very clear that daniels suffer suffers btmi i predicted that one day racist white hollywood would create a vehicle to display daniel's willingly anti-black white gay agenda entrenched approach to filmmaking and empire has arrived to ambush u.s minds now he went on to say some more and i i linked to um those comments that he made but again i wholeheartedly agree uh with this and yeah lee daniels we don't know what kind of personal upbringing he has what kind of demons he has what things he are fighting within his own mind uh but you know i i say People like that, I have a term for them. I call them proxy racist. And that's, I don't know if he's willingly conscious, willingly doing what he's doing and putting out all of this anti-black, you know, films and, and programming. Um, or if he is just unconscious and he's just thinking that, oh, I must be, uh, such a great producer. Uh, these white people is giving me this vehicle to reach the masses. I, I don't know. I never talked to Lee Daniels, so I don't know. I haven't read his autobiography or 
hurt anybody that knew him growing up to know what kind of personal issues he's he's dealing with. But for those who do, who do, who are conscious of what they're doing and they have this anti-black blackness uh, virus uh, within them that they are unable to fight off. I have a, a, a phrase for them or I coined the term for them and I call them proxy racist. They are tools of the system of white supremacy. Now, again, I know there is some debate among counter racist uh, circles about what should be done with these people. Well, I mean, there's nothing you can really do to them, you know, unless they are, you know, like, for example, if I see a black person about to gun down, you know, uh, another black person gun down a bunch of kids, then I'm going to do whatever I have to do to stop them. If it's in my power to stop them, I'm going to do whatever I have to. Okay. Um, so, but in terms of people like Daniels, that's, engaged in passive aggressive uh war strategies against us then the only thing i could say is don't watch their crap don't watch it don't spend money to go see it don't celebrate them as being successful you know for oh you know he's one of the most high profile black people in hollywood no 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 don't celebrate that because that's not success all right, they are given that platform for a reason, and that is because they are pr- producing things that are harmful to black people, harmful to not only our personal conduct and, and what we view as being correct behavior and incorrect behavior, but it also more, which is why I think, you know, Fox News wanted, excuse me, not Fox News, but Rupert Murdoch's Fox TV uh, channel wanted to put this out to the masses is to poison the minds of white people to to keep showing them stereotypes about black people you know acting foolishly engaged in negative behavior engaged in unconstructive behavior so um that i think that is what is going on and, and why they gave him that platform um okay all right so, uh, moving on, I want to talk about some of the things that were in the news today. Um, I definitely do, I didn't plan this, but I definitely do want to impress upon those who are listening right now the importance of this FCC ruling on how they are going to regulate the internet. As I stated, I made a video today, and I guess I'll play that video. Um, now you won't hear the people that I was speaking to comment because there are different uh, rules regulating on whether or not you can record conversations. And so I didn't know what the destination was of these phone calls that was being made through uh, color of change because they made put together an app that made the phone calls for you and so i didn't record their voices but you could s- certainly uh hear mine so i was just trying to stay legal because i don't need none of these people uh coming after me for breaking laws on wiretapping and things of that nature because i'm sure they'll like to have a reason like that to uh shut us down so um yeah i'm gonna take a break and then we will come back uh we will uh continue on with the program you're listening the black talk radio this is the live drive at five it is a hour of information and news that we hope you can use and we will be right back that, and until we have a chance to heal um, we are likely to continue to do things to hurt each other and whenever 
see a person of African descent is harmed to injury the world. We have to begin to move to control our community. Everything that's in your community that you don't control is a weapon against you. Public education as it exists today is a weapon against black people. TV and news media, especially the WPP, White Power Press, White People's Paper, and White People's Power, are enemies against black people. What the white press does is that it makes black people an enemy of black people. And welcome back. And I thought that was key. That was key to play that uh, as it leads me into uh, my next program. If we don't control the things in our community, the things that's coming into our household, if we don't have any kind of say in the production of this type of stuff, then, you know, it's it's a tool against us. It's, and media propaganda is always has always been, you know, the number one tool they have used since modern warfare was developed um to wage war on people first you got to get your population to go along with your plans to attack uh, this group of people over here and so in order to do that then you produce media propaganda to demonize those people um if you don't want people to know what's going on in the world or what's going on in their own communities then you know you produce media that's going to feed them misinformation you know so this this is very important in the color of change uh, dot org um, put out a campaign. The website address is call for net freedom dot org. That is call the number four net freedom dot org. And so I'm just going to read a little bit uh, from this. And I really appreciate them putting this together. I know it costs some money. Um, but anyway, net neutrality is fueling a new internet powered civil rights movement. And now thanks to you, we're so close to finally winning the fight to protect a free and open internet. But we won't get there if certain corporations get their way. Congressional black caucus members like John Lewis, Keith Ellison, Cory Booker and Maxine Waters are working hard to save our internet. But unfortunately, Comcast and Verizon are busy too. They're rallying support from a few members of Congress in the last ditch effort to block internet freedom. And so uh, they targeted uh, three particular members of the Congressional Black Caucus, and that is Bobby Rush, uh, G.K. Butterfield, he's out of North Carolina, Gregory Meeks, and Lacey Clay are among those standing in the way, um, They, according to Color of Change. All right, so I made a, a video this morning. I wrote up a little script um, talking about the history of the Internet, how it was developed, and just what it means to us as black people. And so I'm going to uh, play that video uh, for you now. Hello, my name is Scotty Reed, and I am the founder and president of the North Carolina-based new media nonprofit organization, Black Talk Media Project, that teaches people how to harness new media tools to produce independent media for the masses. The Black Talk Media Project also manages the Black Talk Radio Network, which is an online platform that publishes blogs, articles, and, of course, a digital talk radio station. I wanted to take this time to inform you about the important fight to keep the Internet free and open to independent media publishers. The FCC is about to issue rules governing 
internet service providers. The internet's history of development goes back to the 1950s, and its development was taxpayer-funded through the U.S. Department of Defense. Commercial Internet Service Providers, or ISPs, began to emerge in the late 1980s. The original Internet was decommissioned in 1990. Private connections to the Internet by commercial entities became widespread quickly, and the National Science Foundation also taxpayer-funded version of the Internet was decommissioned in 1995, removing the last restrictions on the use of the Internet to carry commercial traffic. Now that large corporations have a monopoly on Internet access, they have proposed creating two lanes on the information highway, or the Internet. A fast lane for those who can afford to pay higher fees like large corporations and a slow lane for those who cannot afford those fees. What this means is that if you are a independent media producer that operates a independent internet-based platform, if you cannot pay to be in the fast lane, then website visitors will have a hard time accessing your platform, even though those visitors are paying their ISP provider for different services packages for varying download speeds. Net neutrality rules backed by President Obama will prevent the creation of fast and slow lanes on the Internet, and the FCC is set to issue a ruling soon that will regulate the Internet service providers and could have an impact on how both media producers and consumers access information on the Internet. Keeping the Internet free and open is especially important to the global black community as there are few resources of information dealing with our issues and offering commentary from our perspective. Black radio in the 1960s played an important role in the civil rights movement, and today there are not that many independent black radio stations that have not been bought up by big corporations that try to manipulate black thought through media platforms targeting black people but owned by non-black people. The Internet and new media tools and technology has given us an opportunity to produce our own media for the masses, but if we do not protect it, then we will lose our independent voices. I am joining with the Color of Change to call on black lawmakers to keep the Internet open and free. I ask that you do the same by clicking on the link provided in this video's description that will take you to the Color of Change's campaign to call the Black Political Caucus and lobby them to do the right thing. Um, yes, I would like to, uh, just lobby, um, the congressman to, for the, um, net neutrality rules that were proposed by, uh, President Obama. Well, will he get the message? All right. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm calling the congressman because I've gotten some information that he is not standing with President Obama on the issue of net neutrality. And I just wanted to uh, let him know that a free and open Internet is especially important to independent black media uh, producers, because without the Internet, then um, the information that the black community gets will be filtered through corporations, which are owned by non black people. Thank you. You too. 
Uh, good afternoon. I would just like to uh, call and ask that the congressman stand with President Obama on the issue of net neutrality. Um, as a member of the black community, I know how important uh, independent black media news sources are uh, for our people so that we are not relegated to just, you know, corporate news um, that may target us, but it's coming through their filter. And the Internet is very important. We don't have as many black independent radio stations anymore as they have been bought up by uh, corporations like Clear Channel. And it played an important role back in the 60s during the civil rights movement. And so now the Internet is the only thing that we have right now to get our independent voices um you know, heard by the masses. So I will just, again, reiterate that I'm asking him to stand with President Obama on the issue of net neutrality. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you for being patient uh, through that. I should have edited that video since you couldn't hear what they had to say. But I just thought it was important that I practice what I preach. When I ask people to make phone calls and to lobby these people on behalf of things that should matter to us, you know, um, then I have to show that I'm willing to do or practice what I'm preaching. And so that only took me like, what, six, seven minutes to make those calls and, and have those conversations with those staffers. Again, the internet is very, very uh, important to us. Um, the way that internet technology is being put into cars now with cars coming with Wi-Fi hotspots, you know, built into them. Now you can even buy little adapters to connect your uh, smartphone to your car stereo so that you can tune in the Black Talk Radio Network or any other independent uh, station that you want to listen to that's only available through the internet. So if the FCC does not protect the free and open internet, then guess what? Then all, uh, the only places that you'll be getting your news from is from white supremacist sources. All right. Now I have done programs in the past, particularly on political prisoner radio. We talked about the role of the FBI in putting out news stories that even on black radio stations where they would send them a press release to, to read on air that was demonizing like a member of the Black Panther Party or whatever was the target, you know, said so those people could not get a quote unquote fair trial. And this has been going on for decades, you know, the CIA planting news stories that are meant for, um, the foreign uh, people, you know, foreign nations and stuff, but because of the internet is getting thrown back right at us cause we're seeing it. All right. And so, you know, I talked about, you know, people's minds being manipulated by uh, corporate news media. And so that's why it's important that we have these independent sources. And that's why I put in the work that I do to put together this particular network. Now, speaking of, speaking of all of that, um, uh, editor of a major newspaper in Germany, uh, came out. I think he's like, he doesn't have any children. Um, he's dying. I don't know what kind of disease he got or why he's dying, but, um, he's trying to say that he feels so bad about what he did as the editor of a major newspaper in planting stories that were sent to him and written by the CIA. And so I posted, um, somebody shared a video with me. And so I'm going to queue up this video of this guy's interview because all of well, this. I, 
all of this stuff that you're seeing on television, you know, I don't care if it's Al Sharpton. Look, the stories that he's producing or the stories he's talking about is going through white people. First, they got to give him permission to talk about it. And then he's only reading the teleprompter. So it's white people putting words into his mouth. This is how media is produced today. Of course, they're going to talk about this injustice or that injustice because it's Al Sharpton. But they're also going to feed you a lot of garbage and they're going to give you disinformation because really Al Sharpton is just a, a, a recruiter for the Democratic Party. And so, again, you know, people just do not realize how they are fed all of this propaganda through, quote unquote, uh, news corporations through their news programming, you know, and I, it's just something that I pay particular interest to. But here's this guy, this journey. And if you think if they're doing it in Germany, don't think that it's not going on right here because it is. But here is this guy. He was on RT today. We'll listen to just a portion of his interview of him talking about how he was putting this fake propaganda news into this major newspaper um, over there in Germany. I've been a journalist for about 25 years, and I was educated to lie, to betray, and uh, not to tell the truth to the public. But seeing right now, within the last months, how how far um, how how the German and American media tries to bring war to the people in Europe, to bring war to Russia. Uh, this is a point of no return, and I, I stand, I'm going to stand up and say, um, it is not right what I have done in the past, uh, to, to manipulate people, to make propaganda against Russia, and it is not right what my colleagues do on, and have done in the past, because they are bribed, uh, to betray the people, not only in Germany, all over Europe. The reason writing this book was that I I am very fearful of a new war in Europe and I don't like to have this situation again because uh, war is not, never coming from itself. There is always people behind it to push for war. And this is not only politicians, this is journalists too. And uh, I just have written in the book how we have betrayed in the past our um, our readers just to push for war, and uh, because I don't want this anymore. I'm fed up with this propaganda. We live in a banana republic and not in a democratic country where we have press freedom, where we have human rights. Uh, when we, if, if you see the German media, especially my colleagues who day by day write against the Russians who are in transatlantic organizations and who are supported by the United States to do so, People like me, I, I got, I, I became honorary citizen of the state of Oklahoma in the United States. Just why? Just because I write pro-American. I wrote pro-American. Uh, I was supported by the Central Intelligence Agency, by the CIA. Why? Because I should be pro-American. I'm fed up with it. I don't want to do it anymore. And so, I, I've just written a book not to earn money. No, it will cause a lot of trouble for me just to to give the people in this country, in Germany, in Europe, and all over the world, to, just to give them a glimpse of a view what goes up behind the closed doors. 
All right. So um, that is Dr. Udo Yukult. Uh, I'm probably butchering his name, um, but yeah, he's a German journalist who has just written a book. Unfortunately, uh, RT did not include the name of this book. All right. So again, I want you to think though, uh, back to, um, 2011. All right. And when you saw President Obama, you saw Susan Rice, you saw Hillary Clinton, and you saw a number uh, uh, people who work for the U.S. government talk about how uh, Gaddafi, Muammar Gaddafi, the leader of um, Libya, was going to slaughter all these people in Benghazi. And that was a straight up lie. And the American news media um, purposely um, said that, you know, they helped support that lie. That, oh, we got to go in there and say these people, this is a humanitarian mission. Uh, Gaddafi is going to slaughter all these people. And they were just pushing nothing but lies. Talking about African mercenaries was going around uh killing people. They were talking about black people going around killing people. And it was all lies. And, and, and Gaddafi even wrote President Obama a personal letter calling him a son of Africa and saying don't believe the lies that we are not about to do this and I'm paraphrasing what he said you know don't believe these lies and so then what happened to Libya what happened to Libya is that then the American people didn't uh, stand up and say, no, we don't want to overthrow, uh, Libya. Don't use our tax dollars for that. Uh, you know, we will not stand for this. We're going to march. We're going to protest. We're going to call you. We're going to do whatever we can to stop this. No, no, they didn't say anything because they believed the lies that this was, that Gaddafi was going to murder all of these people. Now, so NATO then goes in and bombs this country back into the stone ages. All right. Then and um, they provided support to those racist Arabs that live in Libya, those race of Arabs and Islamists. Uh, and I'm talking about not the good kind. I'm talking about the kind that do believe in cutting off heads and executing people. And these people, you know, then were armed through the CIA, which had control. And I've done my research. So, you know, I'm not talking conspiracy theories and it kind of, kind of in a way snuck out into the public at one of them Benghazi hearings uh, that the Republicans was having. And one of them was asking Hillary Clinton, what was the CIA doing at this weapons depot in Libya? Well, what they was doing was making sure that the, those uh, Arab militias that they were using to overthrow Libya uh, were armed. And, and then just prior to that, you know, there was a big push to arm those Syrian rebels where the American people wouldn't go for that right so they couldn't fund them they couldn't do this and that not not you know in a legal way so how they decided to arm them was to overthrow libya then let those libyan arms go to syria and now we got isis and you know in syria and iraq that is why they overthrew that and the news media played a big role in that so again, it is very important that we not only support our independent sources of news, but it's also very, very important that we protect a free and open internet. Because if we don't have a free and open internet, then these independent news sources that you may subscribe to won't exist.
then we'll only be forced to work through, you know, like YouTube or some other major corporation that can kick us off at any time for talking about whatever they don't want us to talk about. I got suspended, well, not suspended, but um YouTube restricted my um ability to upload videos um, reduced me to 15 minutes because the Clinton Foundation came after me because I, under the fair use law, I had a right to clip a portion of a speech that President Obama gave at this global conference against human trafficking. And all I did was clip like maybe a minute and a half of his speech and then provided my own commentary stating that, you know, well, what about 13th Amendment slavery right here in the United States? Why isn't the Clinton Global Initiative talking about legalized human trafficking and slavery right here in the United States? Well, somebody from the Clinton Foundation saw my video and and complained to YouTube about me using that portion of video from their video and and I was suspend I was um restricted for an entire year that that restriction just got lifted on January the 1st so I said all that to say is that's what they want they want us relegated to corporate outlets only that they can shut us down at any time and so it is very important that you support uh, open uh, internet because without it man we just gonna get straight up propaganda we will not be able to counter any of this propaganda and bring you the news and information um, that you can use all right so um yeah unfortunately we still um haven't heard back from Mr. Monago. I hope that he is okay. Um that um you know nothing happened to his persons and perhaps you know he just got confused on the time. We will try to reschedule him at a later date, but we do have a guest coming on tomorrow. Let me pull up my calendar. Um I've been looking forward to this interview here since um he agreed to come on the program, but we will be speaking to uh, Mr. Alex Newman. Uh, Mr. Alex Newman writes for the, what is it, the New American? I think it's newamerican.com. And he wrote an article, um, in which he was attempting to tie the U.S. Justice Department grants to this organization called Bronx Defenders, uh, trying to link them to this video, um, that where these two rappers were pointing guns um, at the head of cops. And so he wrote an article. Um, I disagree with points in the article. So I invited him to come on and let's discuss what you put out. Let's discuss, you know, the underlying issues uh, that are being raised uh, by these rappers in this video. Let's discuss, you know, what, what, you, what your evidence is that the Justice Department or the Bronx Defenders, which provides a lot of great services for, for poor people, and indigent people, you know, uh, fighting against police brutality, stopping frisk. Yeah, what evidence do you have that they funded this video that you say is anti-cop? So uh, we looking forward to having a constructive conversation with Alex Newman. If you're looking for me to get in a shouting match or something like that with him, um, I do not do that. I do not do entertainment radio. I'm trying to get that information. I'm trying to get understanding or overstanding. And, you know, that's how I roll. All right. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Alex Newman will be joining us, of course, about 10 minutes after the hour uh, tomorrow on Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Now, real quick. 
Um, that barbershop thing, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because um, I'm trying to, um, you know, wrap up the program in under an hour as we prepare for the new programming that's going to be coming on after us. I got to get in the habit of uh, doing my 59 minutes and getting off the air. But, you know, I just disagree. I disagree with uh, cutting these kids hair like that so that other kids will pick at them when they go to school and then they'll be you know having self-esteem problems and that's going to create more issues uh, if you want to find out why a child's misbehaving then talk to that child find out you know for me when I first started acting out in school it was because they ripped me out of my black school and sent me to an all-white school and I did not want to be there so I started misbehaving and I put a tack in my teacher's chair and she sat on it and they called my mother and my mother asked me why I did that, and I didn't know how to tell her, you know, at that point. I think I was like in maybe fifth grade or sixth grade. I didn't know how to tell her. Well, I'm mad because you let them send me to this white school, and I love my black school, and I miss all my friends. So there's a reason that kids act out in school. Uh, it's key to finding out what that reason is instead of trying to embarrass them and shame them in public. That's not cool. That's can That can cause them uh, psychological problems down the road maybe they acting out because they don't like your boyfriend or your girlfriend or they mad because you know their parents split up i mean there are issues maybe they, you know somebody's bothering them and or whatnot so i just don't think that that is constructive to cut them children's hair like that and and it's not even original because i did some research and i found a photo of a white kid in 2013 uh where of uh, this guy had had posted, you know, if, if you want me to be your babysitter, this is how I do kids that misbehave. And so I was saying, you know, this is based in this kind of shaming, this kind of punishment. This is rooted in white supremacy. Uh, ideology about crime and punishment has nothing to do with rehabilitation or getting at the root cause of why this child is acting out. So I strongly disagree uh, with those who, who support that. Um, the Baltimore Sun is reporting that uh, Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rollins Blake um, said on Monday, this past uh, Monday, that she is seeking General Assembly legislation to crack down on police misconduct, including creating a new felony charge for officers accused of assaults that are now considered misdemeanors. The mayor's proposals come as demonstrators in Baltimore uh, um, and across the nation have protested the deaths in several cities of unarmed men killed by police in a Baltimore Sun investigation described cases of alleged police brutality since 2011. And so I want to give a shout out to Tawanda Jones, who has been on this program is one of those activists that have been demonstrating over a year uh, on behalf of not just her murdered brother, Tyrone West, but for other victims as well. Big shout out to Christopher Irvin, who's been on the program. He was on the program last week to talk about um, uh, criminal records and how that is uh perpetuating lifetime punishment on people who've been to prison and convicted of crimes. And uh shout out to uh Amija Willock as well, who uh does a lot of activist work there in the city of Baltimore. And of course she is a member of the Black Talk Radio Network family and co-producer of our Sunday night program, Political Prisoner Radio. All right, again our apologies we couldn't connect with um Mr. Monago, so we will work to reschedule him again i will be back on air tomorrow uh to talk to uh mr 
Newman uh, about his article about the Bronx defenders uh, linking them to this uh, anti-cop video. And um, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Until then, be safe. Recognize that you live in a war zone, that we are behind enemy lines. And so therefore, you must conduct yourselves accordingly. Peace and blessings to all. I think what you're trying to ask is, uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture? I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that, uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think, uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by one of the ways. Party people, with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.